0: Welcome to the Fargo Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Fargo on FX. Uh, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5, The House of Special Purpose. Um, so I looked up this title. It's about an outhouse, right? It is. Uh, the Special Purpose is shitting. Yeah, it's having your Movantic moment. Uh, <laughs> deep, <laughs> no, it, Deep cut. So Right, yeah. If you're a Lunch with Jim and Aaron fan, you might get that. Uh, so I looked it up, and it links to this. Wikipedia article of the Epaichev House is, I guess, how you would say that, um which is a merchant's house in Yekaterinburg, where the former Emperor Nicholas II of Russia, his family, and members of his household were executed following the Bolshevik Revolution. So, I feel like it ties into you know the speech that Varga gave Emmett last episode about the revolution and disguising his wealth and stuff like that. um But I don't get it much beyond that. Also maybe that Psy is being targeted for execute. like you know, he's Okay. He's being thrown out by the ruined class. Yeah. He's gonna have a house of special purpose here Mm -hmm. somewhere. But I guess that's the nickname of this house or something. Huh. Yeah,
1: Yeah. this is I, I did a I did a little bit of reading a little bit of reading too, and it wasn't like the Wikipedia article says like this house was then called the House of Special Purpose, but
0: Yeah. What does that mean? Really why? short
1: on why like, I'd like to know the etymology. Like why yeah. why why was it called that? But so if you know, if you got any more historical details on that, feel free to send it in at fargo at baldmove.com and we can read it next week.
0: Yeah. What,
1: what did you think it? of the episode?
0: Uh I actually thought this was the best episode of the season yet.
1: I feel like that these last two episodes have been on a steady increasing arc, and I'm I'm I I love it too. Because yeah. One of the thing's I love most about Fargo is when the Midwestern nice is pushed to the breaking point, <laughs> uh-huh. and they start sputtering and stuttering. Yeah. Oh, and him not, it's a perfect example, and of that. And, and Ray too. Um yeah. it's just it's his speech where he's like the 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 enemy's at the gates. They're they're inside <laughs> the gates. They're they're fornicating with the cookware. Like it's just right. I love it. I love it so much, and and there's so much absurd black comedy.
0: Oh man, this. Varga is making this season for yeah. me. Yeah, he is incredible. David Thewlis is his, just awesome. Him
1: stuffing his dick and balls, <laughs> and then giving it the slight <laughs> rotation, so he's yeah. just coating
0: the entire inside.
1: Yeah, and him force feeding the drink, and the emphasis uh-huh. on
0: the mustache, and <laughs> was just so good. Oh, it's incredible. That scene, the scene with uh, Nikki and Ray, where they're making the sex tape, right. he's proposing to her. We need the to, to be
1: from a, the back so our face have an absurd, it's like uh-huh. absurd angle. Was <laughs> yeah. that it? Ob-
0: obscured? What did yeah, I say? Yeah, our faces are slightly absurd. <laughs> yeah. <And> then <laughs> like, they are. And then, oh, no, uh, uh, she says like, oh, geez, I got a I gotta hooker wig on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, can't be married. proposing a hooker, hooker wig. That's got to be bad luck. Yeah, uh, the, a couple just, of just, like, really good scenes right off the bat Yeah, uh, kicked this episode off for me, and it kind of never stopped.
1: As always, before we get to the episode proper, I just want to let you know what's going on at baldmove.com this week. We've already got leftovers. We've already got Better Call Saul. We've now got Fargo in the can. Uh, We also are recording a Who Won the Week. If you want to find out who we thought had the best episode out of Fargo, Better Call Saul, and the leftovers this week, and whoo boy. Stiff competition.
0: It is, yeah. Maybe it's, the uh, stiffest so it, far.
1: It, it's, 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 it's a three-way battle royale. Uh, we're also going to probably include a little bit of talk about um, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. We just watched Alien Covenant and got the full podcast out for the club members. And if you're not a club member, you can still get our spoiler-free review of that. Um, all kinds of stuff happening. Next week, we'll either have a Twin Peaks um, uh, commission podcast. We also, uh, well, I can't talk about the other one. No, and another it's one a that secret. We, we've got in the works. It's, uh, it's a, yeah. it's, 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 it's it's a, it's a thing. So, but that's all the stuff we got at uh,
0: baldmove.com this week. Uh, check it out. I, I will say maybe the one scene that I didn't like, and I think this might be controversial, is the meeting with the storage queen. Um, you just don't like Goldfarb? I actually, yeah, I didn't think the acting was great there. Well. I have a lot of
1: animosity towards that. Oh, I know you do. um, For a couple of reasons, and it's not her fault. Mm -hmm. Um, But she just plays smug and condescending, which might be a good. This actually might be a good fit. I actually enjoyed it. I and part of it is I just love when you've got these people that try to talk tough. When she's like, you know, like. Like, uh, it, it's kind of like in Princess Bride, you never get in a land war with Asia and never make an enemy of a goldfarb. Mm-hmm. Like, just the fact that the goldfarb name is so right. ridiculous. It's like a Lannister always plays its debts, and then the goldfarbs. There's just a little bit of obscure... Like, the you know, these people... I don't know enough about the Storage Queen yet, uh, mm-hmm. Ruby, but it's funny that, like, some of these people are deadly serious. Like, the gangs and... Fargo are no less horrifying than anything you'd see on the streets of Baltimore or LA or New York City or whatever. Yeah. But their dialogue and culture is so different it's like kind of like it's almost a precious like 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 Amish mafia is kind of like oh that's so cute until the blood starts flying.
0: Yeah. Um, no I mean it's fine and I, I think the scene is okay. I guess the performance just didn't do it for me because you I, like, I think you she had like a hard her time. don't like do you? Not much. Um, I think she had a hard time with the accent, though. I was having a really oh, you know, I don't, tough time. I actually thought she
1: was... My headcanon on this is she's kind of a southern belle. She's a transplant? That was poached. And that she's got a little bit of the accent that's rubbed <sighs> off, but it felt more of a drawl than... Okay,
0: that's a tough thing to pull off. Yeah. And so, some people... Sometimes, maybe.
1: like, you know, Kathy Bates went for a Baltimore accent on uh, season four of American yeah. Horror, and that was the horror of that season her attempting <laughs> her to do the ball the balmer accent.
0: yeah uh so there's that and i think the other scene that didn't do it for me was the the dumbass cop not not her boss but like the the second at oh, the library yeah. i'm like this guy's too dumb to live like i just mm. but that's a fargo thing the deputies I know, are all I know. stupid Yeah, it's just not my thing. And also, I think that
1: like I thought he was being stupid, but then at the end, I kind of think that he was just like blue screened between what he thinks is obviously right and wanting the side of the old chief and just knowing that like the the new chief is going to hate this. And I don't want
0: to be on his bad side, and you don't really want to be on his bad side. Why? Why are you doing this? And new chiefs, man, new chief is as dumb as fuck too. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't give a shit about like the story that he tells. Is, is true exactly proving her point. But did you do you realize that? that yeah, I realize okay. it. Well, I realize it is a story that people say is true. No, sure. I mean it, it says
1: like Snopes says it checks out. Snopes.
0: What? How do you how do you check that? Like how do you? Say, okay, there was a girl who. There was newspaper
1: found... articles written about it. They, because I guess that those girls became good friends. And like I just read okay. 10 years later, I guess they're 19 now, they still have they've had this friendship. Because yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't like it's actually more of an incredible story. Well, it's less incredible, but then more incredible because it turns out that it was a neighbor's field. Mm-hmm. and he knew, like, he reckoned he was going to throw it away, and then he sees the name and is like, oh, that's the neighbor girl. So he just dropped off the house not knowing it was a different neighbor girl. Yeah. But then her, you know, she so she contacted, and the parents thought, like, okay, well, this is kind of cute and harmless. Let's let's drive up and meet somewhere. And the girls showed up, and they're within a year of each other, same height, same built, same color hair, wearing jeans and a pink top. They both had a golden retriever and a... Yeah. Um, a golden retriever and a guinea pig as a pet, they both brought their guinea pigs to the thing, and their guinea pigs were the same breed and coloration. Uh Like, it seemed like there was a hell of a lot more coincidences than it actually turned out to be. I don't want to defend Damick too much, but I also think that the big story here is that you got this ex-military guy who really believes in a chain of command. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with ex-military guys that were great, and I had a couple of ex-military guys I worked with that were kind of pains in the ass. Because of this weird fixation on the chain of command, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that he is taking over politically hot situation where he's assume, assuming control over this smaller police station, and he's got his police chief that's kind of being insubordinate. And this is I, I now I, he loses me when I think that if he just listened to her, yeah, he's she's got a really solid point, and it's at, at the end of the day you cannot. Play, you cannot let a murderer go free to score a political point yeah. or to bring a, a rival to heel. But I kind of understand that mentality and how he's trying to... I don't think it's mm-hmm. it's crazy out there. There's also the possibility that I like to float every season to Fargo that he's on the take. Uh, he's part of the Vargo take Fargo Varga takeover.
0: Nah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, but I don't see any reason to believe that. Okay. Other than he's kind of the foil for Gloria at the moment. But uh, I don't know. There are a lot of other reasons for him to do that that we understand yeah. a lot better.
1: And there's the, the only thing that's this, this still kind of bugging me is, like, is everyone just seems, like, really dumb. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time believing Emmett can be t- this turned around about Psy with one VM Varga. Like, why is VM Varga the trusted lieutenant when he's hostily taking over your your Enterprise? I found it hard to believe yeah. that his wife would see this tape, which, to my eyes, is obvious. looks like Ray in a wig, banging this other girl in a wig, and yeah. not at least give him a chance to hear her out. Like, she's got him and the whole family over there, and they're all just like... I mean, it... Do you think did they name this character Stella and then back into the streetcar name Desire joke of him chasing after him going, Stella! Right. Uh, or did they get to I that know. scene and was like, oh shit, let's name her Stella and go back and do some reshoots to make that all work. Because yeah. I, I, if he came up with Stella just knowing that he wanted to do that scene, I thought that was really funny and I, my respect <laughs> for Noah Hawley goes up slightly. Okay. Not because I don't esteem him highly, just because yeah. I, already pre- I already have a pretty high opinion of him.
0: Yeah, um, you know, you, I guess you see something like that, and your first immediate reaction is the one you go with. Maybe uh, maybe you don't want to sit there and investigate. Okay, let me look, well, let me look at the hair that's real close. True. Let me see, you know, what the position is. Are is there penetration? Like she that's probably doesn't want to sit there and watch that shit.
1: Yeah, she no, sees a clearly
0: I, recognizable image, She's out. Yes, but
1: but she does now. I guess the other thing is they haven't really told us about uh Emmett and his relationship with his wife other than it does seem like he genuinely loves her and has been faithful to her all these years. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't know how much they talk. Mm. Because, like, I find it, like, if me and Cecily in that position and she knew I had this jealous twin brother, <laughs> like, I feel like there would be a built-in skepticism of, like, well, this person just broke in her house and smeared period blood and then... You know, we yeah. if I got Ray like they're they're like the brothers are getting chippy
0: again, and like maybe be on the I don't know I I, I I get the feeling she doesn't know anything about what's going on between Ray and Emmett and that's, at the moment.
1: That's uh that's uh, a lot of uh, you know a lot of housewives in Stella's position are kind of kept in the dark about business right. details, right? Um, so I just like and I, also
0: I mean Emmett is a guy who doesn't explain himself very well. Like you can see the scene. Where you know he's distraught and Cy comes in and uh, is concerned about one thing. Emmett's concerned about his wife leaving. <laughs> right. And Emmett can't finish a goddamn sentence. That's the part of this Midwestern nice blue
1: <laughs> screen that I love the most.
0: Right. So it would make sense that when his wife is so upset and in the process of leaving him, he can't get out the words that might fix the situation. Right. I think that's just kind of a character trait. Which but it's to also is funny
1: awesome. to the fact that Nikki and, and Ray played this so badly. Yeah, that it's like this is Ray's eye, or this is Emmett's eyes only, and then it's
0: a and then like come on, and then Sy trying to describe, you've lost your leverage. <laughs> yeah, and he's here. like
1: asshole, <laughs> asshole. Like <laughs> right. it's just everything about that was so. I I mean, they just really hit this this particular lilt of this dialogue so good. Yeah, it's like to what Guy Ritchie does for Coxney rhyming slang uh-huh. Noah Hawley is doing for this this Minnesota, faux Norwegian,
0: Creole thing that they got going up there. Yeah, It's so, so good. It's fantastic. I mean, Psy is the other element of this that is really working for me, mm. and I was so excited. Yeah, Stolberg when, is crushing it. it. Oh, yeah, just destroying the screen, I love it. And and it's, it's Just a violation of the mustache. I watched that
1: probably 5 different times because I haven't seen I haven't seen mush, mustache work that good since like Partly Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I I mean, and that was an animated mustache. It's just amazing how they sold that as a violation.
0: Oh yeah. No, it's it, that that mug needs to be nuked from orbit because I can't even imagine <laughs> What comes off of a man like Varga when he sticks his balls into your mug? He does not. He doesn't change his clothes. No, he's not real. He wears that suit every day. He he doesn't
1: manscape.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was horrifying to me. It's just like, Horrifying. you know, like
1: if you eat a bucket of like buttery popcorn and you touch your eyeglasses and like you just can't, like you just leave. Yeah. I just
0: feel like that's what the
1: inside of that cup looked like.
0: Right. Or the scrotum grease. You can you can get the wipe out uh-huh. uh, and then wipe the grease, but it's just going to smear it around. Yeah. It's not coming off. Yeah, boil it and then put in an ultrasonic cleaner. That's the <laughs> only, that's or like you said, nuke it
1: from orbit. Yeah.
0: Fuck me. That oh, that was very disturbing to me. <laughs>
1: um, I You know, the other thing is. We got a lot more about Var- is Vargas Seems like he's actually kind of a Nazi.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, a lot how does that of, make you
1: feel about him? Well, I mean, I've never liked him. Well, sure. I like yeah. him as a villain. Um, it gives him like this, like it reminds me a lot of the the character, the Hans Landa character from Inglorious Bastards. Like he's got this casual, matter of fact racism, right? Uh, that I think I, I I kept on trying to think like is he is this a put on? To just say the things that's going to piss Cy off the most because he's talking about right. your fat wife and right. how, like, I could fu- I could steal her with a plate of uh, the cold, cold cuts. cuts and a, 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 to sensualist the uh. pastrami is the same as a cock in the mouth. And, right. and your Jew is, like, it's the animal nature. But then – Oh, the worst. But then, like, when he's saying it to Emmett, like, I'm worried about the Jew, I kind of feel like that's the kind of thing that a casual racist says when he thinks everyone secretly agrees with them. It's just – yeah. no one will say it.
0: Right. So he's he's also a classist. I mean, we learned last episode that he has a very negative view of people who are not wealthy. Uh-huh.
1: Um, well, he, he, he's afraid of them. Right. Don't know.
0: Um, as he probably should be um, mm-hmm. if he wants to push his luck too far. But uh, I also think that he takes a dim view of those people, um, mm-hmm. and you know, apparently extends to Jews. Uh, but I, I guess he didn't need that, and I don't know. I was reading around, like, different opinions on Reddit on this thing, and it seems like everybody's kind of divided. Like, does this make him a better villain? Does it make him a worse villain? Like, it seems to me like it grounds this guy in a way that, in a very human sort of, like, thing that I don't feel this character needed. Hmm. Like, it it almost undermines it a little bit. Yeah, because, like, that's the thing. Why would he care about that? Uh Uh-huh. Not only that,
1: but, like... He does seem inordinately worried about an IRS agent and a local police officer, yeah. which makes me think that he's not nearly as invincible as he's been. That they're they're portraying, hmm. that, and that which makes me think maybe that's part of the tragedy is like we're supposed to understand that like boy, if Emmett and Cy had played this like a a, a, a law-abiding taxpayer this whole time, maybe mm-hmm. none of this happens.
0: Yeah. Um, now, the, and th- you wonder how much of it is a front, a put on,
1: right? And the VM to, to be fair, VM Varga is not overly concerned with the IRS. He's like, oh, we'll just write him to fake books. But like the body language of Yuri and his l- music listening sidekick when they watch Sai take the fo- the the meeting with the police officer, and VM Varga does the same thing where he's just like staring down from Sai's office. This this confrontation with the IRS agent it makes me think that. I don't know, they're more worried than a person in that much position of strength would be in normal circumstances, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. Did you think there's, so there's this, uh, uh, it's been a big year for the word cuckold. (laughs) Uh, Has it? Where else? The the alt, oh, so the alt-right have kind of like, uh, that's their favorite thing to call people cucks and cuck-servatives. Um, Okay. I don't know, I mean, it's it's really, I got called a cuck once. Um, How did that make you feel? Ah, Funny. Uh, went like like hot like someone I forget it. Uh, I it was something. there's commentary we made in the Game of Thrones, maybe about global warming. And he's like, "Oh, I was so disappointed to hear you're a cuck." Like blah. And I'm like, "Dude, that's one of those f- inside phrases that you call someone, and it makes no sense. It's mm-hmm. like if I called you a fluffer nutter, because in my group, fluffer nutter is the worst thing you can call somebody. Right? Like no one gives a shit outside of your little fucked up world." If I called you
0: a... Fuck me, I don't know enough about Harry Potter to call you something nasty from it. (laughs) Muggle. Yes, there you go, you muggle. Mudblood, filthy mudblood. Right. Um,
1: But it also ties him to this uh, this, this, this alt-right neo-Nazi kind of thing, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was interesting and also makes the show feel a lot more of the moment than any other Fargo, even though it's a 2010 setting, than any other Fargo I've seen. Uh, And I also wondered, are we literally going to see... V.M. Varga fucking size wife. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like it'd be all kinds of uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Um. He seemed overly concerned with Emmett's wife, though, this episode. And I don't know really? if... Really? What do you mean? Well, he asks about her, right? Like, oh, how's your wife? I think that was just a start the conversation, though, right? I couldn't tell if it was him trying to, like, make this fake uh, small talk, or if he's actually, like, he knows about what happened... With his wife, and he's trying to stick a knife in. But
1: it is weird how, in the space of two episodes, Vm Varga, they've they've they're trying to sell him as like this thing, this this character who's like you know, completely bamboozled Emmett. Yeah, and I kind of buy it, but just because mm-hmm. like it just makes. There's no other way to look at it than Emmett's just a very very stupid man, and maybe. Maybe that's true of everyone except for V.M. Varga and Gloria this season. Um,
0: yeah, I think if they hadn't done such an amazing scene with David Thewlis last episode yeah. where he makes Emmett sign the, the partnership contract, yeah. if that hadn't been so good, I wouldn't have bought it. And it
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I was thinking back, like, cause, like, do you think Jerry Lundegaard from the original Fargo movie is stupid? Uh, In some ways, yeah. I think he's just inexperienced and naive. Okay. He's just like he's playing a smart Certainly person naive. that's like made the rash decision to engage in criminal behavior with no experience and no contacts and no expertise and he's making a real muck of it and he doesn't know how to lie effectively and he doesn't know how to play it cool and straight, things that you learn if you, you know, grow up on the streets. But Emmett just seems like he's a moron.
0: Yeah, at times.
1: Um, and, and Cy, like, here's the thing, like, Cy, your problem's not that Emmett's kept you on the leash or kept you shackled. You're just really bad yeah. at being the heavy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that he was like, oh, just, just, just take the shackles off. Just take, <laughs> uh, you know, are the shackles off and throw away the key, which doesn't even, that's also like hilarious that they've got this, like, it's supposed to sound like cold blooded smack, but it's dumb. Yeah. Like, take the shackles off and throw away the key. Why would you throw away the key if you taken the shackles off? <laughs> so you can't reuse the shackles, I guess? <laughs> I get, or if you can, you're stuck. Yeah, like, like right. take the shackles, I'm throwing away the key. So if you put the shackles back on, you're fucked, man. Because right. I don't got the key no more.
0: Or maybe that's a threat for the next person he puts the shackles on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so – but it's it's it's. – I'm not complaining because it's classic Fargo and it's awesome.
0: No, it's great. And I was so excited to potentially get a shackleless. Uh, off the Shackled Psy, mm-hmm. which turned out to go nowhere. I thought, I thought that Nikki was going to
1: be kid- murdered in that parking
0: lot. I did too, and I I thought she actually was, right up until the moment where they pan around this car. So it's been a bad week for off-screen beatings.
1: I called the the, the nacho beatdown of Crazy 8 and Better Call Saul the worst off-screen beating since Happy Gilmore's boss beat the shit out of Shooter McGavin for
0: stealing the gold jacket. You You mean not badly done, but... No, like like Vicious. just horrific. Okay, yeah. but this, yeah, yeah,
1: this was brutal and uncomfortable. And I, it honestly, sounded like she got killed. It sounded like she got beat to death. Yeah, and when they panned to her, and she's like, so so, did Yuri intend to beat her to death? Because if he did, he didn't take a like single it. shot at her head. Right, he fails miserably. You... I was expecting blood to pour down her yep. face. I was expecting, but it seems like he just almost like gave her a savage beating that's just meant to be painful.
0: Yeah, it's like, um, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, where, yeah, where yeah, yeah. Pyle takes the beating. Yeah, right? uh uh-huh. um, They
1: got the locker, the the, what the, was, soap, in the soap and the socks. Yeah, yeah. yeah something. Uh,
0: it was a lot like that. She just got beat about the hips and abdomen, essentially, mm-hmm. which can kill um, you too. Can kill you. Yeah, but like, um, but it sounded like based on her her noises, she right. was making that she was being pro- progressively like beaten about the head and then eventually yeah. dead. Yeah, I was shocked
1: and, when she was able to get back to the car and then drive herself home. I'm glad yeah, because yeah, I didn't I'd... want her to. I didn't want her to die. I think she's a great character, and I, I was thinking like, my God, this is just like, um, the Gernhardt woman from last year that was on Legion. I can't remember her name. Simone. Simone. Yeah. It was just like Simone. Like, this is one of my favorite characters, and they're just going to take her behind the woodshed and, and and kill her. And they did last but didn't, season. But and they did. But they didn't. This, and I'm like, yeah. huh. I so like. Did you? It kind of. It's so weird because everything they were telling me I read is like she's getting beat to death and yep. size reaction, everything. And then she lives. So, like, I'm, I'm so did again, I come back to did Yuri not intend to kill her or did Clearly he intend not. to kill her and not do the job? Like, why? I, I don't. This yeah, comes I, after the cup, he says.
0: This comes after the cup.
1: Yeah. When he beats Nikki, he's like, this is what comes out. Like, like you sigh like you didn't get the message of the cup. This is what happens after the cup. Okay. and imagine what's going to happen after this. But he then he beats this – I don't know, it's Right, weird. I don't
0: understand the message. Maybe was, I'm as dumb as it, Cy. I, I
1: felt like the message to Sai, the
0: message that we were as a viewer, all that was muddled. So I wonder if that wasn't intentional because a lot of the time there's mistaken identity, right? Of course we have mistaken identity in this episode. Mm-hmm. But we see Cy meeting with Goldfarb and then going directly from there to – uh in its house and then going over to meet Nikki. Right? Which by the
1: way, the idea that Yuri and headphones can tail Cy in <laughs> uh, the back in, roads the, of- in the tundra of Minnesota yeah. is laugh. I mean, I get that Scythe's got Indian, no yeah. tradecraft at all, but come the fuck on. Yeah. They're way too close. It's <laughs>
0: way too recognizable. It's a good long drive. Yeah, so <laughs> I wonder if they don't think Nikki is somebody else. Oh. Like he's not that he's there to like put the screws to her but that he's actually there to meet with one of his cohorts yeah
1: that's a good that's that's a good line of inquiry where do you think this po- this um, storage queen business this ruby goldfarb business is going is this is she, they're gonna sell is, is Cy thinking he can sell the company and get them out and that now right.
0: that VM Varga is their problem like but Varga yeah. wouldn't let that happen no this feels very much like uh, a Silicon Valley mm-hmm. sort of thing Um this season. Do you think Ruby is going to cuz it seems like that she's misinterpreting
1: everything that Size t- trying to tell her as mm-hmm. playing hard to get. I feel like if anyone gets beat to death it might be her. So she's going to try to muscle in on their territory and like VM Vargas
0: was going to shut that shit down. I I wonder when this meeting with Goldfarb was arranged because he, Emmett, Emmett signs the paperwork and Size doesn't find out until the scene with Varga at the beginning of this episode, right, where he puts know. his dick and balls in his world's greatest dad cup I got the impression this wasn't a set up meeting this was Cy like
1: literally calling her as a result of Reacting. getting forced to drink the dick juice but he
0: he should know okay let, let's come back to the dick juice okay he, he should know though that he no longer has the votes to do it right I mean who knows how many well, shares no, I don't or BM... how much voting power Varga has now but he could have a hundred percent right and why wouldn't he well, I'd have to see the contract. Yeah,
1: but yeah, like. And but why wouldn't like, a guy like Varga? It does take seem it. like they need Cy to review the books, and like, so he's still a, a officer of the company.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. But I don't think they have the votes now to sell the company, even if they wanted to. Right. I think Varga has put the kibosh on that. So why then take the meeting afterward? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what what it is setting up is a potential out for them. Maybe Cy and Emmett together have enough votes, and that's why Varga is trying to. Uh, put some put a, a roadblock between them, mm-hmm. you know. Set up this idea that Psy's working against Emmett, but yeah. that's with Ray. But I think that's the that that's a problem because it's easily verifiable. You know, the the idea that Varga's putting in his head, like, oh, maybe Psy didn't have the banker drill the lock, or or that's just what Psy told you. Well you can go ask the fucking banker. Right. It seems like so easy. That's, that, that's,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like if, if Emmett if this successfully drives a wedge between Emmett and Ray with no further malfeasance, I'm gonna be kind of like calling bullshit. Yeah. Or just Emmett is fucking yeah. dumb. Gullible and dumb and yeah. Yeah. Which is possible. It's like what kind of idiot would believe the last thing someone told him before they left the room? Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine what kind of idiot would do that? Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that, that's, that seems like it might be a bit of a problem. Um,
0: a lot of people, well, let's go
1: back to the dick juice. Okay.
0: So a lot of people have questions dick about juice, not Jews,
1: because <laughs> right, that's like, you know, mistake. with VM Varga and Sai you could, you could get it mixed up.
0: So. Right. I see. I can't tell the difference between dick juice and a pastrami sandwich. So <laughs> maybe I'm wrong about this, but a lot of people are saying, Oh, I can't believe he drank piss. No, yeah, no. So here's what yeah. happened. he rubbed his sweaty, disgusting. He sack put his entire
1: dick and balls inside the cup and then yeah. swirled it around.
0: And then poured water into that glass.
1: Or tea, or it looked. It might have been coffee or tea, or, or uh, it maybe like water to Scott. me. Oh, really? Because yeah. I thought it was like brown.
0: I don't think it was tinted, but regardless, <laughs> tinted dick juice. It, it is not your It was tea. It is not ejaculate. It he was
1: doesn't... tea. It was he. He tea bagged it was dick it's, tea. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Sack, you nut,
0: got, got nut the tea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What would you... Hmm. An infusion. Yeah. A, scrotum, a,
1: scrotal, a scrotal infusion <laughs> with a green tea base. Oh, God. <laughs> no cream, no sugar, please. Oh, so disgusting. No cream
0: especially. No cream Varga, please. <laughs> yeah, so it was just water with dick sweat, uh-huh. ball sweat. And it's
1: entirely, like... like um, Still, disgusting. It's disgusting, but, like, um, I don't know. It's also just dick juice. <laughs> like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk taking a bullet to the head. Now well, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Like at what point do you just be like, you know what? Fucking kill me. Yeah. I always wondered that in situations like this because mm-hmm. I do think there's fates worse than death. Is Yeah. Like, like being sure. these guys is gimp um, mm-hmm. term, Not like in, if they're going to kill, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. I don't want to get, I did. I'm going to retract this whole thing. But like, I, I always wonder like at what point if you're in a situation like this, does it like just,
0: you know what? Fucking kill me. I don't care. I think there's an art to pushing someone, right? Uh-huh. So you gotta do it incrementally. Yeah. And you have to do it where there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Like right. you can get through this moment. Just drink the dick water. Just right. drink it. And you're done with this moment and you can go on and maybe get get some revenge or something. Um But
1: long term do they want Psy si to leave? Like I guess that's what if I was Psy, si, I'm like, what yeah. do you actually want? Because if right. I if you just want me to like fucking roll over and piss myself, I'll roll over and piss myself. But if you're gonna continue yeah. to like if next week you're going to be fucking my wife and the week <laughs> after that you're going to be killing my daughter then like or I just I'm kill me to now. If I have to do this dick drink every day I'm yeah. done. Yeah, just ki- cuz if you kill me then like my you I presumably my family will be left alone so just yeah. fucking
0: kill me. Take out a big life insurance policy right now if I'm sigh. <laughs> Huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seems like that would be tied up in court a long time if you die under any circumstances after you sign a
0: life insurance policy. It's fine. I mean, that's true. You know, you were murdered. It's not yeah. like yeah. You did it. Yeah. It's not like suicide after you yeah, signed yeah, yeah. a life insurance. I get, policy. I get it. I get it. But I don't know. Why not? Precautions. Um, so I do wonder what the the Russian guy and the Asian guy know about the meeting that Cy took with Goldfarb. How much do they know? They know that he was in this restaurant. Do they know who he met with? Do they know why he was there? Probably not. Because um, 'cause you're right, now that I'm thinking about the Nicky Swango beatdown seems like it's more
1: them drawing conclusions about that than them knowing that this is, you know, Ray's wife. And or, um, And kind of her Beyonce. running her
0: mouth. Like, she was very defiant in that moment, and I don't think they liked that. Which, that's the thing. Also, like...
1: If your reputation doesn't precede you, there, like... There's so many times people fucking just chest up and run their mouth. Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't, like... I, I don't think... Anytime someone runs their mouth at me in public, I don't think, oh, my God, this guy could be Joe Pesky and um, in, in Goodfellas. I better show him the proper deference. Like, maybe yeah. this is one day I'm going to show up dead, shot in the head, or my throat slit. But, like, I don't just immediately roll over anytime someone just fucking is being a dick in public. Uh-huh. So, like, I feel like her reputa- her reaction was entirely – and as a gangster, like it... – so, like, yeah, it's like, do you know who I am? And if they don't know who you am, it's like, explain it. Like, look – Uh, I understand that you might think I'm just some dude running my my mouth, but I'm actually a criminal, and I've got this thing, and I'm going to fucking break your teeth with it if you don't shut the fuck up right now. Yeah. Like, at least make the introduction. But Uh this guy, it's like, he's taking a normal human reaction and just beating her to half to death for it. Yeah. That's, of course, you know, criminals, they don't think a lot of things through but i that's feel true. like that they, you know, um they, they they need to learn the limits of intimidation or how to properly intimidate people that don't think that there's, you know, they're
0: actually going to be killed that day. I don't know. Yeah, the senseless violence just doesn't Yeah, that's what's the, the thing. point.
1: Yeah, there's like there's no surgical precision to it. It's yeah. just random and mm-hmm. brutal.
0: And that's why Joe Pesci just he, why he's a bad that's yeah. why he's a bad mafia guy. Yeah, that's why he gets caught. Mhm. Mhm. If uh, Robert De Niro
1: was the made men, that never would happen to the crew.
0: Yep. All right. Well, uh, so, you wanted
1: to talk about Ray and Nikki? So, I'm always going back and forth about whether Ray and Nikki love each other. Mm-hmm. And I thought that there was some more red meat to this argument because when he says, because uh, I love you, I love you, babe. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet, and walked away. I'm like, oh, that's actually telling me that she's not that into him. But then he gets down and proposes marriage, and it's all absurd and it's very funny. <laughs> it is, yeah. But she takes it really serious. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of now thinking, like, whatever I believe of Nikki, she might be manipulating and using him, but I think that she's doing it with a clean conscience. Like, she does love him and thinks he's quite the man.
0: Yeah, seems like it. Uh, I guess that Just, scene did more to um, kind of put to bed any doubts I had.
1: Yeah, in fact, like if they reverse it to where she never cared about him at all, I'm almost going to call bullshit. Yeah, um, I feel like they've crossed that Rubicon and it cannot be uncrossed. Mm-hmm. The enemies are inside the gates.
0: Uh, the other scene that I really love in this episode is Ray on the bus oh I was, that was the next thing I wanted to talk about too oh
1: it's so good and the fact that like FX is doing a lot dropping naked F-bombs a lot of them and they do go outside the bus to like presumably Ray really dropped a whole string of obscenities uh-huh. but yeah two maybe three naked F-bombs dropped pay attention AMC yeah. this is the state of the art for adult television on basic cable
0: for sure. Um, and it helps that there's a 10 o'clock show, I guess. Mm. Um, that gets you past a lot of time the Walking limits. Dead has
1: no business being a 9 o'clock show, then. Right. It should be a 10 o'clock show.
0: Well, that's why they got to say things like, we're we're screwed or whatever. That's
1: right. You're, they're, 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 they're messing. They don't know who we're screwing they with. They don't know who they're screwing with. <laughs> uh,
0: yup. But, I mean, the fact that Ray... I don't know what's going through Ray's head, but he's screaming like a madman here on the bus and drawing so much attention to himself. He says, fuck you, pay the damn money, and pray I'm satisfied. Uh He hangs up, and then he says, it's my mom. Uh I'm like, that did not make it any better. Well, I feel like that some people, like...
1: I don't know, because like everyone's got a different relationship with their mother, but I feel like that's kind of like a... There's a lot of weird things I find socially acceptable. Like I find that it drives me crazy when men use their their wives as excuses for why they can't do stuff. Well, oh, it's the old ball and chain. Like, well Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Do you either do you either wanna spend time with your family or wanna spend time with your buddies, and if you wanna spend time with your buddies every once in a while and that's a deal breaker, then like is that because your wife is busting your balls or like, like, what the fuck? What kind of grown man says shit what, like that? What kind of relationship do you have, yeah. But that's that's socially acceptable kind of way. And, like, sometimes yeah. I think it's even used as an excuse. Oh, the old ball and chain Because they don't really want to do it either. Sure. But yeah. it's, like, it's always kind of horse shit. Um, but I do feel like sometimes, like, people, like, treat their mothers unconscionably just because it's – that's something that we allow people to do. It's He it could everyone... have at least
0: said mother-in-law,
1: right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, some people hate their moms. Like, it's kind of the same, yeah. like, when you see, um, like, True. the, the – the movie trope of the basement dwelling neckbeard that has this almost slave relationship with his mother, like, yeah. come on, mom, what are you doing? Give me my, Cheesy give me poofs. my, give me my cheese. Yeah, or my my Tostitos or whatever The yeah. pizza rolls. It's like, yep. yeah, and she's just like nice as can be and and sweet and all that, and they, they, he's just treating her like a slave. It's like Cartman, you know, in South Park. Yep. Why is that socially acceptable or funny? Uh, yeah, I mean. And every culture is different. Like, if you watch Drunken Master 2, Jackie Chan's dad beats the living shit out of him. And, like, all
0: kinds of crazy because
1: that's, I guess, funny in China.
0: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I personally didn't hope at any that he was yelling, fuck you, pay the damn money, pray I'm satisfied,
1: <laughs> at his mom. You know, fuck uh, me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was It was great. It was great. Yeah. Just, ah, uh, I love the, plus, the just quick plus recontextualization. like, Ray. Realizing that what had happened and that his brother's like wife had left him, and he's like, "Oh, that might be," and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, reap what you sow." Yeah, and you could see how like Nikki's totally being in his ear about how they earned this, and this was, this is all, this is your company too, and your brother stole your birthright and stoking all these jealousies. Of you can see Nikki like like uh, uh, Emmett later says it's that it's that uh, shit. Who's the one? The uh, who's the one that? Um, uh, seduce samson was a delilah is that what he says i think so yeah Is that delilah uh she's in my brother's ear and then either one yeah. of them like i do you think that there's a possibility that the brothers will reconcile or try to but it's going to be too late oh
0: wow because it seems like they both really already want late. to
1: and it's just a it's just a series of sad yeah coincidences um that has kept them from doing that yeah. And maybe some just Midwestern emotional constipation. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't know that they actually will come back together. I think it might be too late already for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course, Ray meets with the cops, uh, meets with Gloria. That was and... a really
1: good scene because, like, some of this stuff is just really watchable. Like, Ray using his brother's story about the barefoot wedding yeah. and how charm, like absurdly charmed Winnie and Gloria is at that. They're like, oh! That is a cool – imagine that. They're like Midwest – you know, these 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 Minnesota women like, huh, imagine a beach wedding when no one's wearing their shoes, and they're like all laughing, and then like, okay, back to the investigation. I, lo- I, I, I love those authentic little moments that they have.
0: Uh, what's what's the other cop's name? Not Gloria. Winnie. Win, I felt like Winnie was genuinely charmed. I felt like Gloria was playing charmed. Well, that might like be. Like she was still on little, the case. She's yeah. a
1: little – She she's having a hard time with her Midwestern nice right now.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I, I thought that was a good um, scene as well. I had someone email me, and maybe they're from out of the country or maybe they're from another part of the country, but they said they they they, they asked me, I keep saying this midwestern nice or the midwestern values." and like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Can you describe what you would call midwestern nice or midwestern values? I mean
0: it's it's very passive. Um, it's very like you know accommodating. Um, to to strangers and everybody you meet, essentially. Yeah, like it's uh, very
1: odd if you don't say please and thank you to the people taking your money. Sure, yeah, and it would seem standoffish and cold if like a like a person at a gas station didn't say thanks for coming by or mm-hmm. here's your money. Thank you very much for shopping. Like you know, it's it's like in New York City. Or Chicago, even, you don't get that shit. It's no. like, you know, it's like anywhere else, it's like, they just pour your damn coffee, and that's yeah, a just, transaction. Yeah, exactly. Or here, it's like, this: it's the pressure to be neighborly.
0: Yeah, it's like a built-in uh, community feel to everything. And it's a lot of
1: it's super, superficial it's and artificial. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it's still
1: the cultural norm, to mm-hmm. be very nice. It's, and,
0: a, it's a lot like, uh, you know, the South, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have, you know, the idea of the, the southern hospitality, right? Yeah. Like that sort of thing. But now like anger
1: l- in public is very off-putting, and and it's very yeah. – don't want to cause a scene. Yeah, exactly. Which is why
0: that scene with Ray it's is super so funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, man, these people on the bus. Um. But I don't know how else to describe it.
1: Yeah, but that's just it. It's like, you know, it's like you just drive through like Indiana or Minnesota and compare and contrast what that experience is to be in like LA or New York or or fucking Philadelphia or Boston. (laughs) Right. If you wanted the extreme version of that. Um, And it's slightly different from Southern hospitality because I feel like Southern hospitality, being angry in public and making a scene is not like getting to heights of passion is not as looked down upon. Or sure. in Midwestern just the, the 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 pressure to not have those flights of emotion. It's not just a friendliness and a hospitality, but a neighborliness, but it's also rigidly controlled. Like you know yeah. no one should know how hurt you are on the inside.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> don't, yeah. don't burden people with your problems. Mm-hmm. Um All right. Uh did you want to say 'cause I I felt like that they were really getting somewhere with Ray. Oh yeah.
0: Because I don't think Ray's a very good, very good liar. He's not. Um, So they're going to go track Vanessa, Uh quote-unquote Vanessa, to this rented apartment. Are they going to, though, now? Uh, I think Gloria's still going to be on the case, yeah. Well, Winnie, I mean, you know. She's got no reason to stop. Yeah, like a new chief that isn't shit to her, as far as I can tell. (laughs) Right. There's no jurisdiction. No, so she can go off and do it while Gloria, I don't know, files, like installs the new computers or something. Uh, But we know it's a fake ID, right? So it doesn't trace directly back to Ray. Otherwise, the jig is up. Like, there's your proof right there. Yep. So, it, I guess it's just a matter of time before they uncover Vanessa's real name. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: like I said, this thing is going to fall like the soufflé. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna collapse as soon as it's agitated, even a little bit, for sure. Um, especially since like you know like uh, the fact that they already know that he got fired for sleeping with his one of his parolees. Like this is just all going to all gonna fall apart. Yep. Um, is there anything you want to talk about with, um, Yuri's monologue about Siberia and the pogroms and the millions and the died blood and the snow and blood and the snow? Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was a really nice thematic speech. There's, I don't care to analyze it more than that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess there are certainly parallels to draw, right? And he draws them. Mm-hmm. Says it looks much like this place, except the Southern, the, the Southern hospitality, the Midwestern nice doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like eastern brutality. Mm. Um, he's saying the white
1: covers the snow, but he's also like knowing what we know about Fargo, uh, snow covers a fair amount of blood here too. Yeah. yeah. And he also made an allusion to the native americans, which like if you thought think about like all the blood uh-huh. spilled in those wars of conquest like
0: you But know. I, not
1: 20 million. <laughs> Are you sure? We fucking depopulated uh, a continent. When's the last yeah. time you saw an indian? Uh probably in breaking bad. <laughs> well, I was just saying, like, unless you're actually around the reservation, yeah, 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 which is a place where we all force them to live on the gov- like, like it's very rare to see. Like, uh, I forget who. I'm said just it. under the impression that the Might population like,
0: was far less here. Yeah, but like,
1: if you told me that there are 20 million people lived in all of the America part of North America, like yeah. that seems pretty easy to believe. mean think about how big this country is uh, and how many maybe. Indians on the plains and down south, and
0: I think know. his point though is that's a one time event, whereas wow. this You're has right. been happening, happening for hundreds and, of years. Yeah, and then
1: starvation, and then a World War, and then right. another World War, and then purges and political, pur- and yeah. yeah, not to
0: diminish, you know, what we've done to the no, Native Americans no, 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 here. No, no, good God, but no. and that was I, all. I think
1: that's his point. A lot of the Russian stuff is, you know, that's all kind of like civil stuff. Oh yeah, man! I get the yeah. Soviet Union, no, you know, obviously not not too World War rushing. Two, but right, yeah. right, but um, yeah.
0: Uh, what else? There's and, there's the IRS meeting, right? Do you want to go there yet? I mean, we already
1: talked about it, like the fact that we we asked how this ten thousand dollar withdrawal was. Yeah, so and, that's coming and back. This is all fa- now. I find it suspect that they'd actually dispatch an IRS agent. It seems like you just get something in the mail, or your bank would tell you to do some paperwork. But like, whatever.
0: And why couldn't he just say? We needed it for whatever excuse. Like, right. It's, but it's the fact that does, it's
1: triggered a look into their books is the important thing. Yeah, I don't
0: understand why that would trigger a look it into the books. It does
1: seem like it's pretty fucking hasty. But it's also just on the edge, ragged edge of believability that yeah. I, I don't have a huge problem with it as a as a plot device.
0: And maybe it's true. I don't know. I've never withdrawn $10,000 from anything. Mm-hmm. So,
1: And couldn't tell you. Uh, he's also got this really funny... You know, it's like, uh, oh, I'm not per- particularly uh, particular. I once audited a novelty company and I sat between the plastic <laughs> poop and the rubber vomit. So right, it doesn't have to be the Hyatt or whatever. I forget exactly.
0: Yeah. And he's trying to tell these stories and, and him it's so afraid and awkward and dumb that he can't yeah. let the guy finish and get to his point. He's assuming right. too much. Right. Like bombs. Who said anything about <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: It's like, I'm just I'm just trying to make a. Trying to, uh. Yeah. yeah it him, him has no chill. He has no. no chill at all in this episode. Yeah.
0: Uh did you recognize that guy? The no, IRS no. agent? Is he... From Perhaps Legion. Oh, is He's...
1: he the guy with the burnt face? Yeah. Ah yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't. He's playing a lot more of a kind of snivelly nerd than a he is, yeah. a powerful adversary in this. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to see he has some range because I
0: I kind of like that guy. I think he also, does a
1: good job. I also like the idea of Noah Hawley kind of having this troop that he's building, much like the Coens do. Yeah. Where he's like got these people that he likes working with, and um, he's giving them some exposure. Yeah. And it's all, all good.
0: Uh, but that's about all I've got. Uh,
1: I got one other thing. What? Is it too much or just enough? The black smoke wolf that appears at the end of the oh, episode. Right.
0: I mean, that's Varga. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the wolf. He definitely got the wolf. Based uh, on Peter and the Wolf last week, uh, um, that, it hmm. is it too much? Is there anything that's too much in the show? Fish-nado? No, definitely there are. There are UFO there for
1: sure. Are things that are too cute and
0: too much and too on the nose and too up its ass. I but I'm I I guess that didn't bother me because it was right at the end. It's easily ignored if you don't care about it. They're
1: also really a step because I, I said last week when Varga just appears out of the woods, out of this, he like appears out of the snow, snowstorm, and here Emmett turns a corner in his parking garage and he's just there. Uh, it is there a little bit of that Billy Bob Thornton, slight supernatural evil to him? Um, there could be. I mean, is he just yeah. literally standing standing in there and like you know waiting for Emmett? Like how long has he been there? Although I guess he's got cameras and he can monitor cell phones. Like, you know, he, it's a lot easier to make a dramatic entrance when you've got that kind of technology.
0: Yeah. I, if I was Emmett, I just would have hit the gas instead of the brake. <laughs> right. Problem solved. That's the thing. He's, like, he's really taken a shine to Varga, and I'm yeah. just
1: on the edge of not buying that. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope they pump the brakes or maybe do a little bit more exploring of Emmett that makes why this is so appealing to him. Like I get the whole like, hey – when the revolution comes and they're drawing the lines between the rich and not rich, which side uh-huh. are you going to be on? And oh, okay. So would you? You're you're just rich enough to take a bullet, not rich enough to have your private island, right? So we need to do something about that. I get that, but then this—it seems like he's a little bit too much lapdog in this episode. Yeah, but it's like you said, that it was such a great performance last week. I, bu-
0: I buy it. I don't know how they're going to top. I don't know how they're going to continue. Down this road with David Thewlis, with Vargas' character, mm-hmm. and make it ever more uh, impressive each week. Because right. I was blown away by his actions this week mm-hmm. and his performance, and I just can't see it getting any
1: better. And here's an he's an actor that I not was really impressed with. Like, he was in Dragonheart. And he was terrible.
0: Oh, Christ. That was like 40 years ago. He was in,
1: well, I'm just telling you. He was was with Sam Neill, right? He was in Isle of Dr. Moreau, and he was terrible. (laughs) No, it wasn't Sam Neill. It was Dennis Quaid.
0: Which one's the Sam Neill one? That's like Merlin or whatever, the TV movie. Was he in Merlin? (laughs) Yeah, he was Merlin. No. Yeah. <laughs> he was King Arthur. No, I'm
1: pretty sure he's Merlin. No. Let's go look fuck it up. Yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I, I believe he was in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sam Neill, 1998. All right. But he was... No, Sam Neill was Merlin. Yeah. David
0: Thewlis. Oh, yeah. David Thewlis was not Merlin. Okay. And he was not in
1: it. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. I was talking uh, about Sam Neill. The first time I've actually seen David Thewlis in anything that I thought was good was, and you know, feel free to email me a bunch of other examples, but like the Harry Potter movies like the first like really okay. serious kind of adult Harry Potter was uh, Prisoner of Azkaban I thought
0: he was excellent in that and then he's excellent in this so I've seen know. him in Zero Theorem I thought he was great there oh yeah um, he's gonna be in Wonder Woman no shit apparently yeah we'll be giving that a, t- a peek in two weeks uh-huh. for a first round ball
1: movie okay um, so that's kind of all I got to talk about the episode is there anything else else before we get the feedback no I'm good Okay, here's the ad, but you might not want to skip it because it's something kind of unique this time. Uh, it's it's going to be around the, the 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 barn way to introduce the club. Uh, so Jim and I, at the start of the year, had an idea that we wanted to do this social experiment slash prank. We wanted to cover a television show and do a podcast on it, but we were only going to watch the previously on and next time on segments they show at the beginning and end of every episode. Mm-hmm. The experiment was, can we do a good podcast about that? <laughs> can we fool people into thinking it's a good podcast? Mm-hmm. What is the cognitive dissonance if you are a genuine fan of the show and you're listening to these two people that kind of, sort of, but not quite are getting what's going on in the show? Uh, and the, the, the piece de resistance is we picked the new teen drama on CW, Riverdale. Yep. The revamped Archie. This this was based on the Archie it's, it, Comics. It's revamped. It's sexified. Archie's banging Mrs. Darker. Grundy uh and we did it. We just did that, and it turns out you can't make a good podcast <laughs> right. So then towards the middle of it we just started simulating the downward spiral of amateur podcasts. We experimented with our sound, we experimented feedback. We we we, we let our emotions we really our em- just get just the, get best, the of best of us. us. Yeah. We we did ill, we we, we cheated on our predictions segment. There's like a lot of things <laughs> that went wrong and we chronicled. <laughs> and here's the point, here's the 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 club.baldmove.com tie-in you'd be completely ignorant of all this happening because the, where this experiment was conducted was on the VIP section of our forums because mm-hmm. we recruited them to give us an unfair iTunes advantage. We yeah. got a lot of extremely positive, glowing even reviews. So if you tuned into this podcast and you're like, these guys are, what the hell, why do these have, why do they have a perfect five-star rating? I don't get it. Right. It was fun. It was fun. We had a ton of fun. Uh, we we recorded our research process. We recorded the actual recording of the podcast, which essentially was me and Jim making stuff up about Riverdale, and we mm-hmm. were cracking each other up. Uh, we've heard a lot of positive comments about it, but again, this is the kind of stuff you don't you, you miss out on. Uh, these are kind of extra features. This is every time I, I was was talking about the cl- the club and then be like, oh, one of the the features the VIP forums. There's a lot that goes on in there. That's where we vote on community commission stuff it's where we get feedback about you know how we're doing and w- new segments and new shows it's kind of a vital part of the bald move community and it's uh, it's catered toward the people that care the most the people who join the club so yeah
0: that that podcast if you want to check it out is called "Raw Raw riverdale we masqueraded as alan joe two amateur podcasters first time podcasters yep uh, and we also recorded just for our club members a, a companion podcast called har har riverdale which was essentially explaining the jokes and and talking about the process and and I think it's a really interesting insight into where we like how we got to the end of that podcast. Yeah, but that's only for our club members. You can find that in the VIP forums. Yeah, but
1: uh, but if you you want to listen to raw and and the, we we to, to get everything seated properly, we actually watched the first episode. Right. So if you want to hear like what a bald move podcast coverage of the of Riverdale would sound like that. That's how it starts, and then it just starts. It, it goes descending into madness from there. So that sounds funny or interesting, and in truth, I think it's both. Uh, you can check it out at club.ballmove.com. Don't forget, you get a month free trial. So, uh, this is something you're super interested in. Sign up, check out the whole rah-rah Riverdale experiment, and then uh, cancel. See, should you just, uh, just take what we take what we give for free. Uh, but if you think it's worthy, then maybe stick around. Club.ballmove.com. All right, let me open up the old feedback bag here. Feedback bag, mail bag, mail feed, whatever. Uh, Fargo at baldmove.com is how you get on it. Barry C., not sure if you mentioned this before, but I think a theme developing is that Gloria, while competent, is actually useless in this investigation, as most of the progress in her case is made by colleagues using modern technology. Huh. Uh, the week that she took her trip to Hollywood was pointless, but her colleague made a breakthrough online while she was away. The past week, the officer in the bathroom made the connection using technology that, Lori, that Gloria couldn't. The villain, VM Varga, also seemingly is really tech-savvy by contrast. The full stop on this is her inability to affect basic tech like a hand dryer. It may suck to see such a great actress sidelined this way, but I do love the idea of a hero rendered totally useless by progress itself.
0: Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, we, we talked about you know how she could be the foil for... Um, and I, I
1: like that the fact that Varga, like, but maybe it's the opposite. Well, but she's get, still getting that information, and she's got the strength that she's untraceable and untrackable. So I do think that maybe she can, in the end, overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, they are, they are kind of like showing the, the, the limits of both uh, philosophies. Like you know, you maybe yeah. maybe the, the lesson is you need both. You need technology, and you also need good old fashioned police work. Uh, Tom H from Iowa. It uh, this is also for last week. It kind of bugged me that Vargas was talking about low, how low profile he likes to be, and yet he's moving around with two very out of place goons. An <laughs> Eastern European who dresses very Eastern European. What <laughs> tracksuits track and suit? Adidas? On. What? Come no on, what you're talking about? That's racist. Uh, Than just angrily then, and just angrily stares at people, and an Asian man constantly listening to headphones and not making any facial expressions. Not to mention a shiny, mean-looking semi truck. Low-profile Ver- Vargas, really?
0: What do you think? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Uh-huh. He would be out of place if he walked into a steakhouse or something with these two go- goons on his arms. Right. But. Eh. Yeah, like, why can't he
1: with his underlings approach this? Like, why can't they just wear London fog and shitty trousers and button up? That's and...
0: the thing. Like, we we just watched American Gangster on yeah. yesterday, and I gotta go there because yeah. you know one of the things, one of the problems is flash. Right. If, if you're a drug dealer and a drug kingpin, you do not want to be flashing your money. And you I feel like want
1: to wear the mink coats, no, and the gold chains and the Especially crazy with the hats. matching hat. With yeah. The hat, yeah, bold look.
0: Uh, so Varga's got that down, but you're right; his goons are very conspicuous. Yeah, and that that's a big part in American gangster. And like I remembered,
1: it it's, it's reminded me a lot of Goodfellas, where yeah. you know, like the smart guy is always bat, browbeating his underlings about like what the hell are you doing, flashing all this cash,
0: you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, but Varga doesn't seem like he cares. Maybe he views his power as a shield. In some ways, mm. you know, like if anybody wherever to get on to him, he would be able to detect it, one and deal with it, too.
1: Yeah, that's true He's that, he's got this intelli- he's got the intelligence, not, well, I'm talking smart, I'm talking about information.
0: Yeah
1: uh, uh, J tells me that the prono- correct pronunciation of let him off is leitmotif that word that I used, like that's, the, that's the word uh, that describes like the Imperial March, that's Darth Vader's leitmotif
0: Huh. That's okay. his uh,
1: per- personalized music, so thank you for that, because I honestly never knew how to pronounce that. Mark W. sends in a note from Ancestry about the meaning of the name Varga. It's Hungarian in origin, and it's a word for occupational name for a cobbler or shoemaker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's also a, a popular Slovenian surname, uh, Czech and Slovak. Uh, it's also uh, or, or in Czech, Czech and Slov- Slovak language um it's the nickname for a miserable or complaining person from the word varget which means uh lament moan or complain hmm. so there you go um you know not like i, I don't know like it's, it's the name game right sure uh and i kind of thought of like you know you had the solversons and now you've got a burgle like, uh, right, What the hell right. is going on with the burgle deal uh, Brian C., listening to your podcast now for the narrow escape problem, still last week, and I was thinking about how Damick was trying to shut down Glory's murder investigation, and we all took it as he's just trying to get Glory under his thumb. However... What if Varga has actually paid him off already yeah. to try to minimize the connection back to corporation? Don't buy it. I want to talk about this because I'm a little <laughs> partial right. to this theory. Okay. So I'm calling my half of the podcast in for collateral. <laughs> this episode, we saw that Varga already knew a lot of things about Emmett and Ray's relationship. Could Varga know everything about Ray's side of the spat, too? This could also tie into potentially Maurice, how he didn't actually murder Ennis, but somehow VM Varga's crew did, which you all had mentioned a few podcasts back, and I think it's still plausible. I don't think the gluing the man's mouth shut seems like something Morris could have done, even from the brief glimpse we got of him. There's also a thread on Reddit this week about this particular theory, and I don't know if I'm the first to advance it, but whatever, I'm going to take credit for it. Someone re- said in the discussion of like whether Maurice, like maybe VM Vargo, was in, uh, involved in the murder of Innis, uh, mm-hmm. that when Gloria was in the house, she heard someone upstairs... And she goes out and gets a shotgun and sweeps it, and she doesn't find anything. And people are like, do you really believe that Maurice could evade Gloria, a trained police officer who seems pretty competent? That seems above his kind of pay grade as far as bumbling assassin. And I still think that I don't, I don't see Maurice gluing this dude's nose together. Yeah. Like, that definitely, like, I don't. It's hard for me to say. This is a very theory because it's hard for me to say why VM Varga would attack Ennis. Yeah,
0: what's the motivation? Like, what
1: in the hell could the motivation? Because it be? seems
0: to be, it seems to have an effect he doesn't want, which is to draw attention to Ray and thereby True. Emmett. Um right. It seems foolish. But it
1: would, it would put Ray out of the picture if the mystery was resolved. It wouldn't make Emmett look bad at all, right? Yeah, but about, it, it
0: gets the cops sniffing around. It gets which the is cops not sniffing around, want. but it's
1: like the cops are fo- would be focused on. Um, I mean, do you believe that if the cops did an investigation, they found this guy's jealous brother committed a homicide or and a murder and like all this cover up? Do you think you would then be like more or less likely to investigate Innes or Emmett for some kind of financial malfeasance?
0: I don't think it would have any effect on it, but I really you I don't know think the that cops... criminals don't want the cops sniffing around their shit.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like I said, I don't see like I I'd see the how and the I see the how, which yeah, is yeah. they've been listening to Ray or they've been listening to Emmett and Sign, potentially Ray, for over a year. Yeah. Putting these pieces together, the the why I'm not getting.
0: Then it almost seems like they don't even know Nikki in this episode, right? right the goons. But so... that's a recent
1: development too. Nikki and Ray? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's been more than a few months.
0: But it was... the first time Emmett's met him when she shows up at the party. But this whole thing started because he wanted the stamp, right? Yeah, well, I mean... And Nikki was part of that. So, like... From the beginning, Nikki's been involved. Yeah, but w- wouldn't my,
1: in my head Nicky Nikki and Ray met about three week, three months ago. Started bonding over the love of Bridge. He started dating her, and then he sought permission from his brother. Like, I don't think they've been dating for years. Is what I'm getting at. Okay, um, so that's why maybe if she's if she's just showed up in the last two months, maybe he's she's not on Varga's radar. Hmm
0: yeah I'm not sure about that yeah i, do I don't agree. know
1: but i do you think so do you do you if you were at a zero last week and a and a rating from one to ten about whether you think Varga was involved in Innis's or if Maurice wasn't the actual person that murdered mar uh innis where are you at this week
0: uh yeah i don't I don't think I've ever been a zero on Maurice not being the person I think that's oh, really? still totally okay, a I possibility thought, I
1: thought you just completely dismissed it
0: no 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 i think the I think the idea of Varga doing it is. Why? Like I, that's the big question. It would be funny Why? and thematic if it actually was the
1: old man in Hollywood that as a, re, as a, re, a revenge that he had
0: <laughs> a hit put out on. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Like he's settling all his old scores from the. Yeah, who home. knows? I just don't buy it. Maurice did it, so we'll we'll, we'll keep a we'll keep a glimpse. Uh, so where are you at? One to ten. On Maurice or on Varga? Okay, Maurice not being a murderer. I'm like a five. Five? It's somewhere right in the middle. Varga being involved in it. Zero. 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 Okay. Tough, tough, (laughs) but fair? (laughs) May from Los Angeles. Uh, this is this week's stuff. First off, Cy was hilarious in this one. He's already yep. one of my favorite characters this season, but after this week, he's hands down my favorite. His delivery of fornicating with cookware and congratulations, you're officially the stupidest person alive. Got some legit <laughs> belly laughs from me. <laughs> This was an amazing midpoint of the season. To me, the slow pace of the first few episodes have been forgiven because it gave more weight to the clash of Ray, Emmet, and Vargas' respective sides in this episode. I feel like the rest of the season can't be anything but insane after the way things have escalated. Plus, all three sides are being backed into a corner by outside forces, the police, IRS, etc. I really feel like this is setting up for a finale next week, but it's only halfway over. Do you agree with the suddenly
0: breakneck pace of the show? Um... So I don't think it was that slow to begin with. I I think there were certainly some pieces that needed to be set up, but I think all along it's been moving at a pretty good clip. I think Mm. the escalation between the brothers has been moving consistently um, throughout the season. I think the LA episode is a definite low point. It it was, yeah, as far as action goes, yeah. Um, Because not that, but like, yeah, like (laughs) I. That's the point. I. There's a thread on Reddit that I
1: might, like, if if at the end of the season that damn box never shows up and there's never any more California connections, I'm going to say that that whole episode feels like almost Walking <laughs> Dead-style filler. Like, I, hmm. we don't have enough money to write checks to Ewan McGregor for 13 episodes do it, or
0: whatever, so we're going to do a bottle episode with just... I feel ya, but what if that is the point? Like the point yeah. is to be pointless. Well, I mean
1: that's like the fly episode of Breaking Bad only exists because of budget concerns. Sure, yeah. that doesn't mean it has no artistic merit when you look yeah. at the whole of Breaking Bad. But you know, it is a little suspect when you, you know, I guess that's like a, a, making chicken li- chicken salad out of chicken shit. Uh, you're dealt a bad hand and you, you, you misestimate how much money and how many episodes and you come up with something like that or the LA episode. I don't know. I, um, the jury's kind of still out on me for that. I, I would I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to feel if that episode is never referenced again in the entire, cause I never, I didn't think it was that great of an episode.
0: Yeah, I honestly like haven't really gotten into this show until the last couple of episodes. Yeah. I think they have been much better than previous episodes.
1: Christopher B., this is the final email, was wondering, since you both do Fargo and Better Call Saul, which of these shows do you think has the more dysfunctional brothers? <laughs> I might have gone with Fargo because of the high stakes, but then I thought about it. If the brothers Fargo could get in a room together, I think they would hash things out. Hmm. They got people in their shoulder giving bad advice and instigating things. Um, after all, they both seem upset when bad things happen to each other. Ray seems to feel bad when Emmett's wife left. And I don't think Emmett will be happy when they beat up that girl. Is there a chance the brothers might team up? It might seem that the lack of communication is what's killing them. Like Shay Wiggum would do a lot better if he just blurted out. Wait, Shay. I thought it was Shay. Like yeah. Shay would do and a lot. Shea Wigan. Yeah, but the, the I, this doesn't make sense. Top. Um, so like Shay would do a lot better if he just blurted out what happened to him. Maybe Sy. Just go listen, Burn dude. The out, guy made me drink his dick water. That oh, was put yeah, stuff in behavior. Okay.
0: okay. Uh,
1: so the the overall point here, which I kind of butchered in, in um, editing the email, is who's the worst set of brothers, the Brothers McGill or the Brothers Stussy? Wow. Uh, there are a lot of parallels. And you got to separate the stakes and the actual family d- dynamics. Right. But, you, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of parallels.
0: Lots of them. Um I mean, this whole thing is caused by jealousy, essentially, which I would say is arguably the same as Better Call Saul. One jealousy brothers.
1: over wealth and success; other jealousy over the ability to relate to others and and, right. and the charisma.
0: Yeah, um, they both feel like they got the shaft. I th- hmm. did. You find it odd that they opened up with the Lord? It's hard to
1: be humble underneath. I mean I guess I don't know what it means but I liked it. I I thought I liked it too but like I I felt Emmett is not an arrogant person.
0: No, I don't think so either. And that's I think he might be a lucky person. A
1: person who's like alone at the top and doesn't know why and it turns out it's because he's an asshole. He's an arrogant yeah. asshole. Uh I don't think that's that's Emmett at all. It might be representative Ray's viewpoint of him.
0: Yeah, it's not my read on Emmett. Okay. But I I think oof
1: I mean, so you got... Like, it's hard to separate the stakes, though, it right? It is. It's super hard. Because, like, if next week Jimmy blows Chuck's head off, mm-hmm. then, okay, I'd, I'd say he hates him more than, the worst. Yeah. than Emmett and Ray, but, like, at this point, Emmett has destroyed his livelihood, and Ray has destroyed his marriage. Yeah. That's pretty fucking bleak. Like, worse than going after someone's legal career?
0: Yeah, and I think at this point, the the... The line has been crossed between yeah. Ray and Emmett, and I don't think there's any going back. I don't think sitting them down in a room at this point would do the job.
1: Also, it seems like there was never love lost between Ray and Emmett. Like yeah. they might, like it seems like that they never got along. They always might have wanted to and have been sentimental, but whereas you know, in in Better Call Saul, Jimmy's clearly loved and idolized Chuck. Yeah, and tried yeah. to do a, above and beyond to help him over the years, where Chuck is has either been indifferent or actively, you know, fucking with with Jimmy's life. So it might seem weird to say, but I feel like the McGill brothers are more fucked up.
0: (laughs) Maybe so, yeah. And also one of them is
1: more conventionally insane. Like, I don't think Ray nor Emmett are crazy. No. They're not suffering from any psychotic breaks. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, That is – oh, what about the – I think it would be cool to see Ray and Emmett somehow team up. Yeah.
0: I just don't the know if they can.
1: And neither of them are men of action. Like, the most <laughs> badass Ray has been is kicking an air conditioner out of the window.
0: Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Emmett's always looking to Cy. Ray's always looking to Nikki. Yeah. I mean, it. it's almost better to see Nikki and, and Cy go at it, like, right? Like,
1: the McGill brothers teaming up legally? That's oh. never going to
0: happen, but it
1: would yeah. be kind of awesome. It would be like the yin and yang right you got the thunder and lightning you got the yeah. precise legal mind with the the courtroom charmer the jury charmer yeah. that would be amazing uh whereas ray and Emmett, they're like they're gonna need they'd have to be the brothers from the fucking um uh the, the boondock saints to get themselves out of this situation yeah i don't think they got it in them no so all right that's it Fargo at BaldMove.com if you'd like to send us more feedback. Uh, you can also uh, get all uh, tons of more podcasts and, and more information and more great content at BaldMove.com. Uh, and also you can follow us on social media at uh, Facebook.com slash BaldMove, Twitter at BaldMove, Instagram at BaldMove, all the usual suspects, and forums.BaldMove.com. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you for the next one. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim.